Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sell Better Daily Sales Show. I'm here with two fantastic friends, AJ and Brian. Give a little hello. What's up, guys? Excited to be here. Everyone, chime in the chat. We love to see where you're from. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina, right outside. Nobody knows Apex. Do you know Apex, North Carolina? I've heard of it. Oh. Yeah, but I have no idea where it is on a map. Free. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Feel free to share too. Like, where are you guys? Where are you guys at? Brian, where are you located? I'm here in Chicago, so dead, uh, dead middle for your life. I'm in Washington, D.C. Great. Wonderful. Well, lots of people calling in from all over the place. Look at this. So hey. much fun. Heaps. You guys are in the hot seat today. Congratulations. You signed up. You don't even know what you signed up for. <laughs> we have a lot of friends here to uh, come see how both of you are prospecting live. Um, we are going to chat about specific prospect. Uh, I'll drop a surprise one here for you, but we want to hear first today about how uh, you are prospecting. Before we jump in, I want to just quickly say if you are looking to level up this year, we're here daily with a free sales show talking about techniques and uh, resources. You can check us out by scanning the QR code on your screen or heading over to sellbetter.xyz. As always, we could not do this without our fabulous partners, Apollo and Gong. I don't know, Apollo looks familiar maybe to anyone on the call. Just a couple of people, yeah. Um, and we have an awesome link for you here today. Maria's gonna drop it in the chat. There you go, you can sign up um, for Apollo right there. We are gonna jump right in here in just a moment, but quickly before we do that, I want to just see who's in the room. If you've been here before, you know what to do. You just click on your role so we can make sure that we are chatting specifically to you. And uh, here we go. Awesome. Both of you, um, AJ, Brian, both of you are hunting for like within either a list or an ICP for your prospects every day that you're going to call into, right? Or are you given like, here, call this person today? I personally am finding my own folks. So it's kind of a wild, wild west for me. Nice. Uh, so I have to build up my own prospecting list, find those folks, book a meeting and get that pipeline. <laughs> Mine's uh, not quite as wild west, a little more structure. I, I have in essence like a thousand accounts as a mid-market AE and then I get to choose among those a thousand, which one to, to put my energy and focus into to ultimately uh, really self-source them all the way through close a pretty full cycle. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm curious in the chat, if that's similar for you, are you given a name like here, call these 10 people today, these hundred people today, probably more like it, or are you similar to... AJ or Brian here, let us know in the chat what it's like for you. We got a lot of SDRs, a lot of BDRs, a lot of AEs here today. Perfect. Uh, we're going to dive in. Before I give you guys your prospect today in the hot seat, I want to 
overview. We talked about this in prep. I want to just do a quick overview of what your overall strategy is whenever you're prospecting. Um, I have a quick visual here. So let me share. Brian, if you don't mind just quickly talking over yours first, and then we'll hop in to AJ's. 100%. Mine is pretty process-oriented. So I mentioned I have about a thousand accounts for simplicity purposes. What I do to start the year is I actually go through those a thousand accounts. It's definitely an investment of time up front, but I tier them from tier one to tier three. So tier one would be like, hey, they're a perfect fit for what we sell. It could be a large deal as well, since we're on a per user basis. So maybe they have a lot of folks in sales that I can quickly identify. Versus tier three might be like a really small sales team of one, or it's in an industry we've never sold to. So I, I bucket those a thousand accounts. I go through each of them. I mark tier one, tier two, or tier three. And I basically end up with about like 200 to 250 accounts in either tier one or tier two. That's very intentional. I want to spend close to 80% of my time ultimately on those top 20% accounts or AKA maybe 200 or so accounts that are really going to help me hit my number in the most efficient way as possible. Once I've gotten through that process to start the year, uh, what I go through and I, I try to do a little every day so I never have to do a lot or I'm never behind, I'll go through and I'll start to actually uh, basically prospect typically around three accounts per day. I make sure even on my busiest days, I always do at least one to get in that habit of prospecting daily. And I'll prospect about three accounts. Typically it takes me an hour to two hours and I'll choose about three to five prospects per account to go through and add into some form of sequence or kick off some form of sales engagement with. Uh, that's really my process. I try to stay consistent and the rest is just about discipline and, and following through on it on a day-by-day -day basis. Okay, I have to ask a clarifying question. You mentioned like your tier one. Do you spread those out throughout the year? How do you kind of decide where to sprinkle in a, one of your top 10 percenters? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I actually go after most of my tier ones right away. And the reason for that is because uh, a lot of folks we sell to might be using a competing solution or using something already today. And we have to actually displace them. So I want to make sure I can get my messaging out there as quickly as possible. The gong is reaching out to them. We are interested to those sales leaders to make sure I don't miss like a big renewal. And you know they renew with X competitor for three years and then I can't touch the account for the entire year. Yes. So I really go after them from the beginning. But I, I do take a very strategic approach with those accounts because uh, worst case scenario is they opt out or they unsubscribe or um, you know they're they're rubbed the wrong way by automated, not personalized messaging. I think that's so smart. And also, um, if you're like putting all of these tier ones of people who are most likely to buy from you up front, potentially hitting quota faster. I'm just just putting it out there. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're going to the low hanging fruit like first. <laughs> it just makes the most sense. Like. I kind of have a similar approach, um, kind of in the, like, I don't have tiered accounts or anything. So I'm actually building out my list from scratch. Basically what I'm doing is I'm trying to find like as specific as an ICP as I can. So for me selling like compliance and, and audit software, I'm trying to find people that are getting 
compliant for the first time. So typically like smaller startups, um, you know, even if my patch is, let's say like up to like people of a hundred, a hundred employees, I'm like, what is actually like, look at the closed ones. What are the most things that are closing? And then really like hyper-focus on those accounts rather than like casting a wide net. So I'll build out, like I'll refine my ICP down as far as I can. So we'll say like CTO for a company under 50 employees, North American based. And then from there, I'll like create that test audience. Mm -hmm. So typically in like twofold. So one will be, let's say like a validated ICP, people that I know are actually like the ones that are on these deals that are closing most often. And then ones that are kind of like on the cusp there where I'm trying to like test it out. And then I'll kind of build out a specific cadence for those folks. So I'll say like a hundred for the validated people, and like 50 contacts for the unvalidated, and then basically see how it works from there. I'll try and refine it even further. So the people that respond, I'm like, what are the similarities between these folks? And then just kind of rinse and repeat or change it. I think it's so interesting you talk about refinement because so frequently you'll see teams or individuals working on a cadence or a sequence and you just let it run maybe for too long and you're not getting the results you want. You have to like you have to have enough time or enough options or, or attempts to get some feedback. But talk to me about like one of the things that you're looking for. Are you looking for um, like subject line, what are those things that you're looking at and you're tweaking most often? To see as far as like, what are the similarities of people that respond? Oh, okay. So, so, so people who respond, you're looking at like titles, the types of companies. Yeah. So let's say like, if I run a cadence, let's say with that like refined ICP and I get, let's say 5% response rate, right? Yeah. From there, I'm like, okay, what do you all, what does this 5% have in common? And then focus on that 5% for my new refined ICP. And then hopefully at the end of that sequence, then it's like a 10% response rate. I'm like, what do this 10% have in common? And then just keep doing it until I get the highest response rate that I can. And that usually involves like having to dig in deeper every single time, whether it's like all of these folks are from this similar like BC font or this similar like community, like Rev Genius or something. Awesome. And both of you, would you say you're more like solo lone wolf type or do you do this with a team and a group of people helping you out, bouncing ideas off of each other? Lone wolf, but in a collaborative sales culture where we, of course, run past what's working and what's not. But uh, me and my own book, uh, getting after it. Yeah, I'm pretty lone wolf out here. It's uh, just me. (laughs) Alex, I like collaborative wolf in the chat here. Collaborative wolf. Maybe we'll, it's a new thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm used to my previous organization having like a, an SDR team that like fully basically fills my pipeline. Uh, and then in the new role, I'm very lone wolf. So it's been interesting to kind of like take a step back and be like, what's actually working and like, how do I scale this out as like my own SDR? Yeah doing it all. I think that's a really good place for us to talk about like as this group on the call, oh, we can be lone wolves and out there hunting for ourselves, but like joining something like this, sharing ideas, hopefully we'll all pick up a couple of nuggets from both of you today and we'll all be able to go use them in our own prospecting efforts. So with that being said, um I are you guys ready? Are you ready for the hot seat? Ready as I can be. 
Yeah, not sure, <laughs> but we're 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 here <laughs> with such enthusiasm. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. I'm going to share the organization. Uh, Brian, you're hot seating it first. It's the same org for both of you. We looked and saw um, that it's similar to organizations who are clients on your website. Um, so what we're going to do is just have you kind of walk us through what's the first thing you're going to do. If this came across your desk, it bubbles up on your list to call or AJ, you find it through your research or someone brings it to you. Maybe it's a magical post-it note on your desk one morning. Wouldn't that be great if yeah, every morning I live alone and work from home, but I'd be open to it. <laughs> Just magical post-it note of who to call. Um, so magical post-it note's going to show up. And then, Brian, you're going to go first and just say, like, what would you do? Talk us through it. Um, you can share your screen, uh, what you're looking for, and then maybe even, like, some words that you might use. And we'll we'll start there if you have any questions. Awesome. Let's do it. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. So the... Uh, magical prospect of the day is core.ai. Core.ai. Awesome. Okay. So, so I'm going to stop sharing. Brian, hand it over to you. Talk to us. Like, what's the number? What's the first thing you're going to do when you see that magical post it note show up on your desk? Yeah. For, first thing I would do is probably go to LinkedIn Sales Lab. So, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm typically finding about three accounts per day. So if that was one of my three accounts. The first thing I would do is actually just go uh, straight to SalesNav here and click on Core AI. So I'm typically going to do two different things. I'm going to look at both employees as well as team link connections. I do want to be aware, like if there is anyone at my company, I've worked at a company of about 1,500 people that are familiar with anyone over there. I, I want to make sure that I'm aware of that. So going into team links first, I can start to see different folks that might be connected with folks at our organization. Yeah. I know Sarah Brazier Gong. I might shoot Sarah a quick slack and be like, hey, any chance you know you in here? It seems like he's been there for a year and a half. Have you ever talked to him before? Have you ever connected with them? So I'm always looking for some of those like warm intros first versus just like a totally cold email or a totally cold call. I'm still trying to build my list of like three to five good people to target here. So what I'll probably do next is go to this all in sales nav as well. And since I'm targeting sales folks in particular in my ICP, I'm going to use this drop down for function and just click on sales right here to start to get a sense of some of those 94 people and, and who might be good to reach out to. Um, I always try to have it be a bit of a mix between um, people that are at the top, like a chief revenue officer or an EVP of sales, and also maybe an account executive or a sales manager that uh, is connected with someone over here or has some uh, folks in common as well. So I'm going to look for a couple of different uh, options here. I think people that are new into the role are always great as well. They're typically coming in with big strategic priorities. They're looking to make positive change uh, versus some people that have been in seat for maybe five, 10 plus years might be a little bit more comfortable with the status quo of the existing stack. So I'm going to start to build a list of like three to five different people that I'm going to want to actually target there. 
The next thing I'll do is I'll go to Google and I'll just type in Core AI over here and I'll hit this news icon. So now that I have the three to five people I'm trying to target, I'm trying to find some form of like business observation from online research, from Google News, from LinkedIn and social. It could be from a recent funding article or if they're a public company, their recent quarterly earnings. And I'm trying to find something I could latch onto that maybe I could like center my messaging around mm -hmm. for all these people I'm reaching out to. So I have a couple of Sorry, I didn't mean to to barge in. Are you picking one thing that you're going to kind of try to make work for all people? Are you pick, trying to find a few? What's your strategy here? Yeah, if it's a really strong like business observation, I'll probably use it across uh, like all three to five people and I'll just tailor the messaging a little bit if it's like a CRO versus someone like a frontline sales manager. Yeah. Uh, if not, I'll probably also bounce off their LinkedIn profile as well and see if I find any observation from like things they're focused on, if they wrote about their responsibilities or, you know, they just rolled out a sales methodology or something like that that they posted about. I can always find like a personal observation as well. Awesome. So I have a couple options from this screen here. Um, I would probably dig into these articles, but I see an article about Core AI taking on Google and Microsoft. So they're taking on some of the real big players. I could probably position something around Gong, giving them you know insights into how they're positioning against competitors. Things like a new product release, product update in our world that means training sellers on new messaging. I could probably tie an email back to that as well. So I'd probably pop open a couple of these different articles uh, and just find something that I feel like would be really compelling and, and hopefully most top of mind with them. And then I'll go, I'll add those three to five people into sequence and I'll actually execute on that first task, which is typically adding them on LinkedIn and then always writing a manual email first. Mm -hmm. um, it really makes it scream like, hey, I did research on core. I know about their business. Uh, this wasn't just some automated template that I'm you know, spraying and praying out. Okay, I have a couple more things before we're turning the spotlight to AJ. Um, Brian, you brought up Team Link on Navigator. How often would you say you're getting a connection through a team member or like a warm intro versus not? I've leaned into it much more heavily over the last three or four months. Uh, kind of what AJ was referring to in terms of like evaluating what's working, what's getting responses. I've noticed my own like just cold emails and cold call responses have gone down in general. So I'm trying to do things to even stand out even further, like warm intros via team link connections or gifting or just things that are like above and beyond versus just, you know, throwing somebody into a, you know, a 22 step, 35 day sequence of sorts. Right. So I'm always going to give it a shot. Um, if I see a couple people here, I'm just going to go straight to Slack. I would actually put Sarah and Luciano in a quick group chat together, link Muin's um, profile and be like, hey, any chance you know Muin here or is this just a random connection? Was hoping to reach out and would be happy to draft something. So I'm going to send off a couple of those Slack messages. Just leverage your internal resources. Even if you've never talked to those people internally at your company, if you're you know, at an org with 50 plus employees, they might be connected with one person there. Really great place to start at versus going completely cold. Yeah. 
I think people are way more likely to respond, especially there's that social connection too, where it's like, oh, someone did this for me, you have this this connection. I know that it's only on some of them, Carrie. So I'll send, if you ping me on LinkedIn, I'll send you the link to the article. If you're not seeing team link, you can also go to their page and like look at mutual connections and see like who else is there. It just doesn't necessarily filter by your company. You have to do it manually. Um, But I do think like that tie in, not a ton of people, unfortunately, like not a ton of people are taking advantage of this too. Or you feel like how many of you have connections, like a good chunk of connections on LinkedIn that you have no idea who they are (laughs) as salespeople, right? It's like a a standard practice. So I think that asking, like you mentioned, and then like offering up to write the message for them so that your teammate doesn't have to do any extra work, especially if you're asking an executive or someone who... Um, in your company who has that connection with an executive, teeing them up with that. Brian, do you ever like batch these? Are you saying like, here's seven people you're connected with? You want to write me a little, here's a recommendation. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually, I'll show you something. Let's go. I'll reshare my screen here. What I'll do as well with like anyone at my company that I know like, you know, is just super well connected in general I'll actually look at them across all of my accounts. So I go to and I click this lead filters here. And if you have sales nav and it's tied into your CRM as well, what I can actually do is just click on something like my CRM accounts here and then see if, um, you know, someone like Udi, who's very well connected at Gong, who's our chief marketing officer is connected with anyone across all of my CRM accounts. So I might batch a couple of different messages for Udi to ship off to these different folks. And I'll run through a couple of queries here of anyone that I know is really well connected, maybe our CEO or CMO, people on our board. Um, Cause then you can start to do some of this like warm intros at scale. And again, back to your point, Leslie, it's like people are gonna respond the first time if Udi knows this person and they're shipping a note off directly versus waiting maybe 35 days for them to unsubscribe or not respond at all. I'd rather invest that like 30 minutes up front in crafting that like perfect message versus just uh, kind of spraying and praying and you know hoping for them one day to respond to one of my emails. Thank you for sharing and for sharing your screen. Appreciate it. AJ got a little bit of time to close all those tabs, uh, all those open tabs, right? <laughs> also like I was like furiously taking notes. I was like, wow, that's genius. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> See, we look, we're all taking nuggets away. Um, for those of you in the chat here too, you can put some questions in the Q&A after, Bri- or after AJ does his quick run through here. We'll hit up some Q&A in just a minute. So you can, yeah, he did get some prep. Um, if you want to put any questions in the Q&A, we will jump over there next. Um, and you can upvote other people's questions as well. So AJ, I know a little bit different. You're looking at a different persona as well, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So my previous role, I'm looking mainly like for sales leaders, marketing leaders, just like Brian. Now I'm some selling compliance and audit software. So very different ICP, mainly focused on like companies under 100 people, people that get compliant for the first time, like moving up market, trying to sell to enterprise folks. So very like different 
process, just in the way that I like um, approach these conversations. I'd say like typically I'll share my screen that has minimal tabs. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Uh, so first thing I'll typically do is like I'll go to their website. A lot of folks, if they are compliant, they will like advertise that on their website. Like for a gong, let's say, they'll probably have like a SOC 2 badge. So first I'll go to their website and see it's typically at the bottom of the site. So I'll be like, do they have anything here that mentions security? SOC 2? Nope. So I'm like, probably a good fit for me. I'll try and see if they have like who their customers are because then I can get a sense of like, are they selling to enterprise subs? So here I see that they're selling to like large healthcare organizations, multinational banking. So like they definitely need compliance or are compliant already. So from there, I'll typically go to their LinkedIn. Um, this is, again, this is a lot larger than the folks that I would typically target, but for example's sake, like I would go into their LinkedIn page, take a look at their employees, try and again, like hyper-focus on who would be the most relevant for me. So of course I could toss in a bunch of these folks and spray and spray. Um, but I'm going to focus, let's say, on like a CTO, which is most going to be responsive to compliance software. Mm -hmm. From there, I just go to his his page, look if there's anything like in particular about him that I can actually leverage in my messaging. So this is something that I actually come across a lot because when I first started like as an SDR, I would personalize things that like made zero sense to personalize on. I'd be like, oh, hey, like we're both from like, America, let's talk about it. Where like, that makes no sense. Like no one really cares if you went to the same college or especially nowadays, it's like, what can you do that's gonna help solve their business problems? Like everyone is so busy now that you need to kind of get down to like the, the main points. So I'm gonna look for like anything. So this guy has a lot of experience in like engineering technology. So he's probably already familiar with like, you know, compliance and like why they would need it. So from here, I would draft up a message, send him a LinkedIn re request first, Let's do it live, why not? I always do a blank request. And then from okay. there, I would toss him into a, into a sequence. And again, the first step would be personalized. Like, hey, went on your site, notice you're selling to these folks. Typically they require compliance. Curious, like if you guys already have that in place or like what your process currently looks like and see see if there's something there that we can kind of like build some pain around to solve. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So you said that your first can, is your first step before you do an email, a call, anything, you're always going LinkedIn connection. Personally. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think it's like, because then you can kind of have a way more casual conversation. The kind of conversations I'm having on LinkedIn versus a cold email are very different. And I feel like it's a lot warmer on LinkedIn just to, I typically avoid pitching on LinkedIn, but just connecting and being like, Hey, thanks for connecting. Saw such and such, like good luck at the webinar that you have this evening or good luck at that conference next week. Awesome. And you mentioned blank. Um, and I know like people go back and forth on blank or writing something uh, Brian, what about you? Do you do blank or do you, Jennifer asked you, what's the LinkedIn connection request look like? Do you do a personalized message or you go on blank first? 
I'm, uh, I'd love to disagree with AJ on something, but I, I have to agree with him here. I always keep it blank. One is faster. And two, I think uh, it just has higher acceptance rates from different data I've seen. I think when there is a message, they know they're about to get hit with a DM, maybe a pitch slap. Unfortunately, a lot of people in sales have ruined that for us uh, with some of the trust there. Uh, so I'll just add them blank. The one thing I do as well, I'll try to add people like way ahead of time. So I might start, say I get my accounts in February, I might go through and add a ton of those VPs of sales or in AJ's world, like add a hundred CTOs so that when I do add them into sequence a month from then or two months from then, by the time I get to that account, um, it's not like an immediate connection and then an email right away. It's like already been connected for a couple of months, hopefully. So like I try to play the longer game uh, if possible. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I would say like, I like doing that as well. Like anything you can really do. So by the time that email or whatever it is that you're reaching out, email, cold call, whatever it is, video prospecting, like they're already familiar with your name and they're like, why do I know this name? Oh, I've like engaged with our content before. Or they've engaged with my content before or something like that. So it's a little less cold, like whatever you can do to warm up that first outreach to them is what I'm trying to do. So if I can, you know, add a hundred CTOs now, and then over the next month, like start reaching out to them. If I can build some sort of familiarity, like that's definitely what I'm going to try and go for. Yeah, for sure. You can upvote um, Q&As in the Q&A section. If there's something you want to see answered, we're going to hop over there. I think about what both of you just said. And when I am going through my own inbox, I'm opening emails that are from people who I know or like I recognize their name or they're from like internal, obviously or they just catch my attention. So like, if I recognize your name, even if though I can't place it, I'm like, oh, I need to go like, what is, who's Brian? Who's, you know, I, don't, yeah. I would, I would open your email, but you know, it's like, I know the, the name it's like familiar to me. Oh yeah. AJ. And then I have to like, go look you up on LinkedIn. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. And we'll go down this rabbit hole. Um, Okay. So jumping over to the Q and A and I see some in the chat, but they're scrolling fast. So if you could pop, pop them into the Q and A section, we'll get over there. Um, does your messaging and email different or differ from your cold call content? Do you switch it up from your email to your cold call? Anyone want to take first stab at that one? Hit a run with it. Yeah. I, I actually uniquely or maybe other folks do this as well i leverage that cold that first manual email is more or less my talk track that i'm gonna say if they picked up a phone call so it's my way of being able to rattle off a ton of calls without having to like restart my research because i can just pull up the last email very quickly i sent um so i'll usually refer to it in the cold call like hey leslie like i, I don't know if you happen to see my note i'm sure you get like hundreds of emails but did you see the message I sent around, you know, the team rolling out XYZ feature and where gone can help? Have you ever heard of us before? No worries. And I'll more or less read that email off and kind of incorporate it into a cold call pitch. So that's more personalized than just like a blanket, you know, 27 second elevator pitch. Yeah. You already have done the research. You might as well use that same AJ. Yeah. I would say, honestly, my, my bread and butter would be like, email and LinkedIn, I would say cold calls, especially for like the technical folks, like they are not very receptive to getting calls. 
Uh, very different when I was calling sales and, and marketing leaders. They're like, yeah. what's up? Like, my team does this too. CTOs don't typically love it. Um, so I try to stick to email, but I will say like, it's mainly like leading with that curiosity, like rather than being like, Hey, I know that you have this problem. It's like, Hey, typically folks have this problem. Like when I've talked to other folks, is this something you guys are experiencing? Cause for me, it's a very, like, it's a very black and white, like either they're compliant already and they're not happy with their current provider or they're not compliant and they've been asked for it from a potential customer. So it's a very like yes or no kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll keep, we'll keep rolling. I was gonna, I won't go deep on that. How <laughs> often, and, um, Tyler says, how often are you prospecting for the purpose of gifting and how do you decide when and what to gift? Hmm. Do you guys gift? I personally don't. I think Brian mentioned that it's really effective for him. Yeah, I do a lot, uh, pretty frequently as well. Um, I will look off LinkedIn, look for something for size. I'll, I'll give an example. So I saw a VP of sales started at a company a month ago and they came from a company that actually was a gone customer in the past. So they're a previous user. So I was like, instead of just sending this guy an email or sending him a cold call, like he's bought before, I want to make like a super powerful first impression. I actually went to Amazon. I uh, found a real life-sized gong that I could send him in the mail uh, via Amazon. And then I shipped that to his address. And I wrote in the note, hey, I think you forgot something from your previous company, dot, 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 and left my name and phone number. And then waited till it arrived, shot him a note a day or two after to kind of reveal like who it was and, and built a little bit of intrigue. So anything like that you can do to stand out again. Like if you get that in the mail, you are going to respond on the first touch versus uh, putting someone in, you know, that 35 day sequence and uh, just hoping they get back to you. So, okay. Did he, did he respond? He did. We, we have a meeting in uh, four hours. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, very creative. I like how you're talking though. Like you're, you have a, you're not just sending cash in the mail to everyone. You're strategic with who you're approaching with a gift. And it's something that has some thought and effort behind it. I'm curious. Um, yeah. Good luck on your call, Meg. That was a good, very kind thing to say. Good luck, Brian. All of us are here behind you cheering you on. Um, <laughs> it's case full of money. It really would. Um, how many of you have a budget for gifting? Give me like a emoji in the chat or a, a yes, or do you guys have gifting budgets? I'm just curious. Um, next question, Rebecca says, do you have any tools that you like to use for getting email, phone numbers, or anything specific that you guys like to use? Uh, well, not to plug the sponsors here, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I use Apollo. I think it's, it's super effective. I've used different different tools with different orgs. Uh, but Apollo seems to kind of be like the go-to right now for me. Awesome. I've heard only amazing things about Apollo. We uh, use whatever our company uh, purchases for us at the higher level. So we're on Lead IQ, which is awesome as well. They have a really great like prospecting workflow as well, just to get things from like sales navs really easily into yeah. different sequences. Uh, but can't go wrong with either. I've used yeah. IQ in the past too. It's, it's 
Yeah, a lot of it is uh, is what your company purchases, right? But if you're going and looking on your own, those are two to to go peek at. Uh, okay, is there anything like when you see um, Kelly brings it up, and it's a great point. I saw a couple people in the chat with this. Uh, if you're in an industry where people aren't as active on LinkedIn, or you pop into a company and they don't have a huge presence on LinkedIn, or people aren't active, like you see their profile and they haven't liked, commented posted in 48 million days um what do you what's your go-to strategy there i would like i think there's things that you can likely infer based on their role um without saying like given your role (laughs) yeah Uh, i think there's a lot of things that you can like assume issues that they're having or things that they're dealing with on their day-to-day that maybe not be like super personalized as far as like Hey, notice you went to X, Y, and Z college, but more so like, hey, you're probably dealing with these problems in your day to day. And those are the kind of things that I would lead more into like the business use case or like the pain that they're likely experiencing in that role. Uh, agreed. Yeah, I think it, it happens commonly. Like, even, you know, we're selling into sales leaders. A lot of VPs of sales or CROs haven't posted on LinkedIn in a couple of years. I'm going to, try to lean into the business challenge or business priorities and then make the inference of how that title uh, you know, relates to those particular issues. So I'm going to go to Google News. I'm going to go to their website. Typically what a company has on their homepage is probably like what they're trying to promote or most top of mind. If they have a blog, any recent blog articles could be recent announcements, recent news, strategic priorities, new products, things like that. Anything I can latch onto and kind of tie back between like our solution, the business priority, and where their role fits uh, within that priority. There's also a nugget that I forgot to mention. Sometimes if you can find that they're hiring, looking at some of the roles that they're hiring for and like reading those job descriptions, you can get a sense of like some of the problems that they might be experiencing or some of the things that they're starting to be like, okay, we're hiring like a chief compliance officer. It's like, that means it's likely something that they're like putting a lot of money into. So your mess might be more timely than, you know, some other time. Yeah. Great point. Good nugget. Okay. Last couple questions here. We'll go like rapid fire here. Um, and since this is, looks like you both prospect above the line, do you ever gather intel from below the line to be armed with research when you're speaking above the line? Absolutely love that question. A hundred percent. One of my favorite things to do if I can ever connect with an individual contributor, uh, even if they're not in sales, if they're in marketing, if they're in product, like I will definitely take that opportunity. I think like people on the front lines or below the power line sometimes just give like really great perspective. And you can also ask some of those like dumb questions like what CRM do you use? Or like, what does your tech stack look like? Just some of those like basic, mm-hmm. like might want to get a bit more strategic when you do have that conversation with the C-suite person. Um, the way I look for that, again, kind of going back is I look for mutual connections. I look for team links, warm intros, and I'll make it as simple as like, hey, AJ, like, uh, you know, would love the chance to get to to get your perspective. A few people at your org have, have shown interest in us, like happy to buy a virtual coffee if you'd be open to connect in for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, not everyone says yes, of course, but it's a really great opportunity when they do. Yeah, I would say a lot of those, like a lot of individual contributors are receptive to 
sharing information. I mean, it it does nothing to hurt them and they're all in the same boat as well. So I'm like, hey, do you happen to know if like you guys are already stock two compliant? And a lot of times they're like, oh, I'm not sure, but like you should talk to so-and-so about that. So I think it's it's super helpful. And like Brian said, you can ask some of those dumb questions and like get the research and like ammo that you need before actually approaching those kind of like C C suite folks. Definitely. I I like that idea of like arming yourself to you, you know, the the conversation can take it completely different direction if you have that insight. Um, okay, quick style answer here. What is your um approach or take on like a sequence or a cadence? Are you know, AJ, you mentioned that you aren't so much phone calls. That's because of your persona, your title type. Like, talk to me really quick. Are you you mentioned LinkedIn first, not as many phone calls. Like how many steps is your sweet spot? What's kind of your flow there? I try and keep it like not too long, especially as I mentioned, like it's it's a very like black or white for me. Like if they're already compliant, I'll typically find that out pretty early on. And they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we're on this. Um, so I try to stick to like seven to 10 steps, like really no more than like, I'd say like 15 days. Um, anything more than that, it's kind of like, all right, dude, leave me alone. Like, you know, if I haven't responded in the first like three steps, like, please, like, you know, let's not make this a newsletter. So mostly email. Yeah, I would say mostly, mostly email, LinkedIn. Um, I've had success with like video prospecting and that's typically sending that over on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn message, if you do it on mobile, you can send videos directly from your phone. So I'll literally like go for a walk around my apartment complex fire off some videos and, you know, just kind of chat to someone like I'm meeting them at a Starbucks or at a bar or something. Yeah, that's the way to go. Brian, different? Similar to AJ, nothing out. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, um, where can people connect with you two? What's best? LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. Uh, happy to connect with me. Um, there and I write in newsletter weekly as well. So feel free to follow along. I think I've been linked in my profile. Yeah. I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, I gotta say, I gotta plug Brian's newsletter because I just signed up for it. Like when I saw that we were gonna be on this show together. And it's so good. I just started getting all these like tips and I'm like, wow, this is great. Like I gotta learn from this guy. So yeah, you can always find me on LinkedIn. Happy to connect with everyone. Thanks. And Rebecca, thank you for the reminder. It is Brian's birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Brian. Thanks, Tim. He chose to celebrate with us by sharing his prospecting approach. Isn't that great? Um, and and having a call about a gong that he shipped someone. So you have to let us all know how that turns out. If uh, you are looking for more shows like this, Brian and AJ will be back. I think we need a round two where we like dig in and we start writing. Don't you think? Like, let's start writing some of these messages. I think we should do it. Um, We, all of our shows this week are at the same time. So you can check it out. Um, You can also see us on all of the interwebs, um, sellbetter.xyz. And join us again next time. You guys, thank you so much for sitting in the hot seat, for sharing your screens and all of your thoughts and wisdom. Wishing you all the best and uh, a very happy quota attainment to you. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much. Thanks for for joining in, guys.